Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It's August 8th. Joining us from the Red Cloud Securities Research Team, we have Managing Director and Head of Equity Research David Talbot and Mining Analyst Timothy Lee here to discuss what's happened in their coverage universes this last week. David, over to you. Hello, and thank you for the warm welcome. This is Episode 15 of Red Cloud Securities Research Roundup Podcast. I'm David Talbot, Managing Director and Head of Research for Red Cloud. Tim and I are pleased to join you today as part of an ongoing series of discussions with the Red Cloud Research Team. Now, I have a couple of companies that I would like to discuss with you today. Let's start with Seabridge Gold. That's SEA on the TSX. We have a buy and recently increased our target price to $51 per share. The company has several large development projects in Tier 1 jurisdictions within Canada and the U.S. Seabridge has one of the largest gold, copper, and silver reserves in the world. It has more gold per share than any other company and more copper resources than many copper mining companies. In June, Seabridge updated and strengthened its PFS for its 100% owned KSM project in BC, where the company is focused on de-risking the development of the project. The study was a huge success in this regard, through improving economics and reduction of development and financial risks. Using just one quarter of existing resources at three deposits, Mitchell, East Mitchell, and Sulphurettes, the project's after-tax MPV increased by 426% to almost $8 billion, with an IRR of 16% and payback of 3.7 years, while trimming CapEx. Costs are low at about $275 an ounce after byproduct credits as production nearly doubled to 1 million ounces of gold per year. Now, $9.6 billion U.S. of CapEx is still high, but this could be one of the largest mines in the world. There is a 33-year mine life, and elimination of the underground block caving may help get the project off the ground, likely with the help of strategic partners. Now, last week, Seabridge added further value by announcing new resources and a PEA for the two other deposits, Kerr and Iron Cap, that weren't in the feasibility study. This is a standalone PEA, not because there aren't synergies during mining and development, because there are, but more because NI43101 rules governing the number of economic studies covering a property. The PEA adds another 39 years of potential production on the end of the 33-year life of mine from the PFS. This is where mining goes after the high-grade copper resources and uses the underground block caving methods to do so. From a valuation standpoint, since we start production well off in the future, it only had minimal impact to our target, increasing it by a couple of bucks. But the optionality of this additional production is the key. I can see where future partners bring some of this high-grade copper production forward in mine life, using underground feed to supplement open pit production. And this add-on project requires minimal infrastructure capital as everything is already built, including the mill. It keeps production going. Almost 400,000 ounces of gold, 366 million pounds of copper, and 1.8 million ounces of silver annually for an extended period. This add-on has an after-tax MPV of about $5.8 billion U.S. itself. So that's great news for Seabridge. The second company I'd like to speak about is Patriot Battery Metals, PMET on the TSX Venture. Now, we don't rate the stock at this time, but this is quickly becoming one of our favorite lithium explorers. It is working its Corvette Hard Rock Lithium Spodumene project in Quebec. 
While there are upwards of 12 pegmatites on the property, it is focused on the CV pegmatite right now, and that one already has a strike of about 2 kilometers. It's getting wider depth, might already average 120 meters wide, and it's been tested down to about 225 meters vertical. We believe its average grade is almost 1.1% lithium oxide. So these dimensions and grade already make Corvette what could be one of the world's largest spodumene deposits. Now, we spoke on this company uh, on a couple occasions before, including previously where we pointed out a recent exceptional wide high-grade drill results. And last week, what caught our attention was the preliminary metallurgical work. Now, MET testing doesn't get the respect it deserves by investors, but I believe they should pay attention with this news. First of all, a 6% lithium oxide concentrate was created without flotation. This is huge because this is expected to be the final mine product at Corvette. The goal is to keep technical and financial risk low by creating a concentrate for sale, much like the Aussies have done successfully for the past decade or so. Test work included heavy, heavy liquid separation using a dense media separation, or DMS, and magnetic separation. These are cost-effective methods and, according to management, reduces or eliminates the need to use flotation of any kind. Now, flotation is more expensive on both the CapEx and the OpEx fronts. Furthermore, management suggested between 70 and 79% recovery. Now, that's not bad for a first pass when recovery isn't the key focus. Nearby deposits, including Rose and Wabuchi, have the best recoveries in the world at 85 to 87%. Another cost saver, the lithium-bearing spodumene mineral within the pegmatite concentrate is both coarse-grained and easy to liberate, and that should help reduce grinding and lower potential power costs, which is typically one of the largest mine site costs. Finally, iron oxide content is 0.65%. Anything less than 1% we consider low, and that's typical of Canadian deposits. A Corvette at 0.65% might rank the fourth lowest content in the world, and that should make its concentrate highly desirable by both the lithium-ion battery makers and the glass and ceramics industry. So in summary with Patriot, a 6% lithium oxide concentrate has already been produced, nice recoveries with room to improve, DMS and mag separation may eliminate the more costly flotation processing and, and, and therefore save both CapEx and OpEx. Spodumene is coarse-grained and easy to liberate. That means less grinding and, again, lower capex and power costs. High-grade pegmatites with very low iron oxide impurities. That should make Corvette spodumene concentrate highly desirable. So keep watching Patriot Battery Metals. Tim, I believe you have some interesting met work to discuss today as well. Thank you, David. Today I will talk about Aston Mining Limited. That's ASO on the Australian Stock Exchange. We have a buy speculative rating on Aston. The company is a Red Cloud investment banking client. Aston reported that additional metallurgical tests had yielded a saleable concentrate with good recoveries from disseminated nickel mineralization within the Bardwell area of its Edelston project in the Timmins area of Ontario. The tests were conducted on a 30-kilogram sample of drill core, and they consisted of open-circuit standard flotation methods, yielding 72% nickel recovery to a rougher flotation concentrate, and a 54% nickel recovery to a rougher flotation and three-stage cleaning circuit, resulting in a concentrate containing 12.27% nickel. 
Nickel-bearing minerals include millerite, pentlandite, and violarite, with very little nickel detected in silicates and oxides. The results are very similar to those previously reported in May, which were conducted on drill core with higher grade mineralization. Overall, we view these as positive results, demonstrating the potential to create a saleable concentrate with conventional methods from the mineralization at Bardwell. We also note that these are initial tests with significant room to improve recoveries and concentrate quality through further test work. Additional work is planned to optimize various parameters over the next 12 months. As well, drilling is ongoing on the project, where nickel mineralization has thus far been confirmed to a depth of 680 meters and strike length of 2 kilometers. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup. We hope you enjoyed the dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com for full disclosures and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode and see you next time.